Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gonna take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Bob Ryan. And uh, Bob, we are uh, at the one-year anniversary of sports shutting down and, and kind of the country shutting down at that point. And um Rudy Gobert uh, a year ago today was pulled off the court uh tested positive and uh, the world as we knew it completely changed certainly with with regard to sports I saw uh, the- but but everything everything and I I can't believe a year later Bob and we are where we are it's amazing in a way I saw the video again of Rudy and it was so playful it wasn't intended to be malicious right he was being a big you know big Friendly, you know, big goofy funny guy and and having some fun with the with the media you know and, and you know the way it backfired on him obviously is and 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 I think he's done a lot to extricate himself you know I I I certainly think he's just you know he's made amends properly but um so that's the but I call it Rudy Gobert day the whole thing I, I associate uh, shutting down with Rudy Gobert the thing I happen to be watching I was watching the game at uh was it Marquette and St. John's the, the, the yeah at halftime game. That and then Creighton. when they wasn't a crate, was it crate? Uh, whatever. I was watching, yes, Creighton. I can't remember who was playing. I was watching it, and when they put uh, at the halftime, I said, Well, that's it, folks. That, that's all, folks. Yeah. And that was to me the absolute beginning of everything. And I think Rudy Gobert followed after that, but anyway, I was yeah, we're supposed to fly out. I was supposed to fly to New York that morning for the Big East tournament and be oh, there. Wow. And I remember my wife saying, like, Really, you're gonna go to New York. <laughs> And, and then I was from there, I was going to go, I think, to maybe Indy to, you know, for the Big Ten or maybe I don't I was going to bounce around. And the first one was just going to New York and kind of seeing what was and, and, and I was torn because even as that league tournament fell apart, it was like historic to be there. So I, I felt like, should I be there to be able to say I was there and be able to capture kind of what was going on? But. You know what? I'm glad I didn't go because ultimately it was one of those things where, where you never know, like, you know, h- how many people got COVID from being in that arena that day. I had been on the road right before then. I had gone all the way out for a St. Mary's game in mm. California oh. and, and actually wasn't feeling well um, the days leading up to, to what was going to be Selection Sunday. 
Uh, so I, I'm glad I didn't go, but it was just, man, it, it was just crazy. That whole, it's like a whirlwind and, and, and all the conference tournaments. I remember that morning when the Big East played, all the conference tournaments put out their own statements of we're, we're, we're canceling our conference tournament. And then it was like, all right, are we going to have a selection Sunday? And I still felt like even after we knew we weren't going to have a tournament, they should have at least had some something to be able to honor those teams and those players who earned a spot in the NCAA tournament, but they didn't want to do that. Yeah, I uh, uh, I can't remember the chronology, but I remember being upset that the Ivies decided they were not going to have a tournament. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there, there had been some discussion about without fans yep. when I was in favor of doing it. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's, but that was our mindset a year ago. You know, we, we couldn't fully grasp anything. And, and uh, so. Well, they made the right call then, Bob, the Ivy. Yeah, but. Did they they make the right call this year? I know. That's what I've been thinking. They're the one team. They're there. They, they bailed a hundred percent. And, you know, we, we, I, 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 it's been proven that everybody, almost everybody else pulled something off. Yeah. Even if you've got a school like Iona that went 51 days in between games. And which, by the way, might be a bit of a pest yes. in the conference tournament. Your boy Rick Pitino is two wins away. He can how, about if we, how about if Rick Pitino gets in the NCAA tournament somehow and John Calipari does oh. it? Like, it I could know. happen. Well, we'll have something to talk about next week if that's the case. <laughs> no question. No, absolutely insane. Uh, all right, the, the big story this week, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, involved uh, one seldom used reserve big man center named Myers Leonard and his comments and um, certainly anti-Semitic comments while playing a video game the other day. And um, he's under fire now, as many have been for, for using language that they shouldn't. Um, I'm Jewish and, and, and it was, you know, hurtful to, to Jewish people. Um, but, but Bob, I don't say like, Myers Leonard should never play basketball again or anything like that. He made a mistake. You know, he's not a kid, but he's still young and he can learn from this mistake. He, he apologized quickly, said he didn't know um, what he was saying. Are you and ultimately, that? I think, again, kind of like Greg McDermott at Creighton, who's much older, by the way, and made a mistake. Um, if it's not a pattern. And to me, it's different. You're a coach or a player. It's a little bit different because you're a coach, you're a leader, you're trying to teach these guys. Uh, Myers Leonard's still, I think, you know, 28 years old, 27 years old, whatever he is. Yeah, he's 29. 29, okay. So he's a little bit older. And I've known Myers a little bit since he was in AAU uh, playing with a team called the Mac Irvin Fire. Um, You know, again, I would say as, as a Jewish person, uh, I would certainly give him uh, a second chance unless it comes out that he has just been over and over blatantly racist uh, in other regards. You wonder where this comes from, though. I don't buy the explanation. He didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that word, you don't just conjure out of thin air those four letters in that sequence and put it together as a as a, a, a that's right a, as somebody if you haven't heard it before. And don't tell me that you don't know what you're doing. I don't buy that. So um, um, I find it highly disingenuous, and, and, and I don't, I'm not buying that at all. Um, I uh, I tell you, I'm warning him that he's expendable. Uh, this isn't as if it were uh, Jimmy Butler or, or right. one of the better players. Good point. Good point. He's expendable. I mean, uh, he is in fact a 
a, a guy who's, you know, it's a professional basketball player. He's a, he's a, a, a career backup. He's a journeyman of, of the type. I used to, I, I used to kiddingly categorize the type. It's gotten better over the years athletically, but I used to call them BWSs, big white stiffs. <laughs> BWSs in the league and on the benches. And, and he is a 21st century version of that, uh, you know, uh, uh, and that's who he is. Who's your first, who, who'd you name it after? I want to know who you named that after. Paul McKeskey. Tell me it's Greg Kite. Paul McKeskey was probably exhibit A. Oh, I just saw Paul McKeskey about a year and a half ago in Vegas. <laughs> he was exhibit A, all right? There, there were always big BWSs around. Greg Kite was a wonderful fellow, by the way. And, he was, uh, he you was, know, he was a big BWS. There, there's always a, a spot for a backup center, BWS. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Myers Leonard is the 21st century version. And and so he's expendable. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. And what the team's going to do. That's so, a good I, point. I didn't think about that, Bob. I didn't think about what whether this could end his career because he's a guy that it's on the back end of a bench that doesn't really give you he gave you a little bit in the in the bubble last year. Um yeah, but he's you you can live without Myers Leonard. The world can go along in basketball without Myers Leonard. And consider the market. Right. South Florida, the owner happens to be Jewish. The, 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 the clientele, is, you know, South Florida is, is, is a, you know, no, no haven for Jewish people. Um, I'm just, it, it was, I, you know, so this came out, this did not come out of nowhere. All right? so, and I would prefer an apology that, that would not be trying to con us into thinking he didn't know what it meant. I'm not. I also that. don't like, I don't like the statement apologies. I want to see your face. Yeah, like Greg not- McDermott. At least he did both, right? Like, I want to see your face and, and be able to, to tell whether it looks, like you said, disingenuous or, or it looks real. Yeah, but um, – and, of course, the, the forum is so 21st century. You know, this uh, it's, it's an unimaginable one to, to countless people, myself yeah. included. You know, I have no conception of, the, of what exactly what this forum was, but obviously it's well known to younger yeah. – uh, younger people that's fine uh, um you know no but anyway it, it god who needs this you know the, I'm, if i'm the if i'm the heat i'm going oh my god do we need this that's right. it and that's the thing is in all right we'll, we'll we can find another myers leonard and i mean if we have to so i don't know what the upshot's going to be and what adam silver is going to be or do or, or what any of it what we need to see now one thing that's been you know been raised in certain quarters is that um it this is the equivalent of the n-word you is is it rise to the level of, of N-word, you know, usage uh, as using this K-word. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there and that's being pondered and that'll be part of the, you Yeah, know. no doubt. No doubt. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, moving on uh, to 
some of the trade rumors, some of the players that might get bought out. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, San Antonio Popovich has said, we're going to move him. We're going to move him for him, for us. Makes sense. They got to go younger. Um, he's 35 years old. He's had a, a really good career that's kind of gone under the radar a little yeah. bit. Seven-time All-Star, but he's played in Portland and San Antonio to uh, not exactly uh, big media markets. You know, he's averaging about 14 and five this year. He was hurt. Are you, are you taking on, are you trading a guy like that in the last year of his contract worth 24 million, or are you just waiting to see if you can get him as a buyout candidate? Well, I don't know that, you know, I have to think that what teams would be the most logical fits and, um, I'm, I'm more inclined to think about the latter. That, although, you know, we're talking prorated at this point, but, but still, that's still a pretty good chunk of change um, for somebody, uh, you know, with that production level at this point in his career. Um, but he could be a difference maker and in, in, in for, a, a, you know, a team need, needing another rotation player. Uh, a, a big man, I'm trying to see some examples. Not to the extent that uh, Rasheed Wallace was for the Pistons, uh, or Michael Thompson for the Lakers back in another generation. But uh, that's the idea. I don't know if he could fulfill that kind of a role for somebody. If, if he could ever become, you know, not do 90% of those, but those guys were to those teams at those particular points in time. Yeah. It'd be worth it. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, you know, I mean, I, but you're right. He has a, you sure could have fooled me and many others. If he's a, that he's a seven time all-star. This it's amazing. Is, right. Yeah. I mean, amazing. I mean, now, whoa, I'm impressed. You know, well, okay. Um, the well, he's a quiet he was always a quiet kid, quiet guy. And, and again, played in these teams where he was never really the best player. Yeah. And if he was, it was on a kind of a, not mediocre team, but not a great team. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting one. Now the other name that you, now this is really interesting and uh, coming at, at, at a point in time, which is Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Huge. That's a big one. That's yeah. a big one to me. And, yeah. you know, Toronto's struggling. He's older. Do you take him? Right? 31 is that all Kyle Lowry is he's got to be older than 31 right I will let's do the let's do the work are you doing it yeah I got it I got it it. I'll tell you right now I I feel like he's got to be older than 31 34 34 okay you know I okay yeah I should have known better because he's he's a subject of one of my fun little anecdote one of the little anecdotal thing you'll love this let's take a 20 second I'm going to tell you this it's the um well, it, it, it's the 05. Yeah, it's the 05 tournament when uh, BC plays Villanova. Oh. And they lose in, on an inbounds pass in overtime. They don't guard the inbounds. They had a 15-point lead in this game. Okay. In Minneapolis, it was, I believe. Yeah. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter where it was. So, the next day, Ahmed Villanova's play- – oh, in the course of the game, Sean Williams – Remember oh. Sean Williams? Sure. Should have been well, a no. great player, but was a knucklehead. So talented. Complete knucklehead. Might be the most talented big man ever walked through the doors of PC and, and raw, raw talent. I, you know, and, and anyway, Sean Williams came from the other side of America to block a shot on Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I mean, he came from across the lane, incredible block. Okay. All right. So the next day at practice, Villanova's there and the guys are busting Kyle's balls and they would, somebody would get the ball and he'd move away about 25 feet and he'd say, Hey, Kyle, you think you he could get the shot off against Williams now? And and they were they kept busting his balls. So I should have known that that took place in 05, and that therefore he couldn't be 31 years old. That's a long-winded story, but I love that story. 
Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he, he he's been like he's perfect for a team that again is looking to maybe uh, get a leader in there, tough, who's been there before, who's won it. You know, you got to find the right fit for 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 Kyle Lowry. He's in the last year of his contract, so you know. I don't know how much left he's got in the tank at this point, but he can certainly help a team, um, you know, especially one who's in need of a, of a point guard upgrade. Well, because given the fact that, that I don't know, I'm just thinking, does, does the hometown team need him, or, or does Simmons take care of all their issues, or could he be an interesting adjunct in that regard? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, it's so hard with Ben because I feel like with Ben, you want the ball in his hands as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You so know? then we start thinking. Uh, what does does Milwaukee need him? Uh, this uh, uh, and that, and, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you, you got Drew Holiday there, but but I mean, you know, one more piece of a puzzle, and right. then uh, right, agreed. Uh, no, and and a lot of these teams now, listen, even Toronto has shown you can play two small point guards together, and it works. It's not like the old days where you felt like you had one point guard on the floor, and then you had a two guard, a, another wing, a four man, and a oh, four the game, man. yeah. Now you just throw out your five best players and figure it out. Now, again, I never thought Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry could could do it together at their height and, and, and win at the level they, they did. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think th- there's a chance he could go somewhere that, that again, a team could kind of jump up to that next tier. Now, you know, tier-wise, we'll, we'll get into it now. Blake Griffin signed with the, the, the Nets. For nothing, for no money. Um, I, I think it was just honestly Blake saying at this point, I want to win again and, and I'll fill Maybe. whatever role. And he's he's damaged goods. He's not what he used to be. He hasn't dunked all year. He's been hurt. Um, completely different player than, than again, he came into the NBA. At. Um, what he's been, he's been humble. And and, and he yeah. wants a ring. And, yeah. and you know, certainly uh, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's, he's cashed in very well. Um, you know, but uh, this is a, a tremendous opportunity for him. Uh, I, I talk to people, you know, the, the, he, he's not done, but he's, you know, don't, you know, but the thing is, they're going to, you know, they're not going to overexpose him. They're not going to overplay him. They're going to, you know, it's, it, um, I don't think, I think it's a wonderful, I think he's going to, uh, I would be really surprised and disappointed if he doesn't seize this opportunity with the right frame of mind. There's no reason why he should be overrating himself at this point in time based on his, his Detroit experience. I think it's, you know, so I think it's a nice, very good pickup. I was interested for the Celtics. Yeah. I was interested yeah. in him. And, I mean, Blake, listen, like we said, Blake's not what he used to be, but man, I'm still a Blake fan as a tough um, veteran who I think is pretty good in the locker room. I, I don't know for sure anymore, but I, like you said, he's probably been humbled. I was always a big Blake fan. Um you know, going back to AU days through college. Um, so yeah. I, I think ultimately, to me, he can help Brooklyn. And, and you know, again, even if – I saw Brian Windhorst said this, and, and I think it's true. He said, even if it's to win one playoff game, to help them win one oh. playoff game, it's it's worth it. To, to I've, I, I've lived through lots of – you know, many of those kind of scenarios over the years. Absolutely. That's a very worthy uh, thought. And, and, and possibility. Uh, no, right, we got some breaking news that I'm going to break here in a second, Bob, which is going to be that Duke has a positive test. We're, we're recording this at 10.15 in the morning. They play tonight in a huge game against Florida State. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to confirm it right now. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm told. Um, I saw that the best. They, they speaking of COVID and that the uh, they, they said if you have five healthy players, yes, the new you, you you can have you have a team. So uh, <laughs> this isn't going to can't this you know they're, they're going to. Well, the question is, yeah. you know, Duke with with the win tonight, does that get them in the NCAA tournament? Now they're not going to potentially have a chance. I'm, I'm trying to find out right now. Well, I would say that, that if they were to win and then that's as far as they were got, gotten it, would they, that would make, what, that make them 13 and 12. Yeah. yeah they'd be in. They, I think they'd be, I think they'd find a way to get in if they, if they beat. Which I think would be outrageous. And myself. The new year is here and marks a fresh start for your small business. Whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees One thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person and find them quickly. And to lend a helping hand, your first job post is free. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions. LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. Manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do this all from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person faster. Visit linkedin.com slash scribe to get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash scribe, and you'll get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so let's let's, let's go forward a little bit to uh, college hoops. Yes, sir. Um, you watched Gonzaga play BYU the other night. Yes. It didn't look great for 35 minutes, but then did they turn it on? In particular, Jalen Suggs turned it on at the end, didn't he? He sure did. He, he, uh, he showed his, I dare I say pedigree, but you know, when people have to understand this is the most highly recruited player that they ever recruited that they've ever brought in as a high school, a star, uh, he's everybody very much for real. Um, and, and yeah, what a weapon. Yes. A tremendous weapon. Yeah. That game. Hey, that game, that was more about BYU. How, what, what they're, chance of you know doing something if they were to get in because they're they sh- that first half shooting was ridiculous you know and you knew that couldn't continue you know you knew that couldn't continue but i'll say what i liked about jeff they blew the they blew they, the lead disappeared down to a tie game and they went back up by seven so gonzaga had to win the game twice and they did of course and um but, but uh, uh you could see all the things that make Gonzaga Gonzaga were playing well were, were on display in that you know second half. That's for sure. But, uh, just broke the news, Bob. Duke yep. season's over. It's over. Uh, positive test. They will not play in the, in the ACC tournament tonight. Wow. I don't know how they could play. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that puts them out of their misery in a sense, but because uh, I, I I just think if they had. They would have had to me. They would have had to win a damn tournament, but uh, 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 they don't belong in. But no, they, uh, what a, this is like this is going to shake things up. 
everywhere, though, just, you know, we, we, we're not, it's, what a reminder, we're, we're far from out of the crisis, <laughs> far from it, as, as states open up and masks come off and, uh, you, know, you know, how I wonder what the resonate, I wonder how far this would resonate, we'll see, interesting, not just in sports, but I mean everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, and this is the problem, right? This is, this is what we figured probably would happen in, in, in one of these league tournaments. It really hasn't yet, but we're, we're early on in these big tournaments. Oh. Now, yeah. because it happened to Duke, it's not as big of a factor, to be honest, because they weren't a team that no. maybe was even going to get in the NCAA tournament. But, but now, what if it happens to a team? Because you need, you need seven, I think, negative tests before you get to Indy. Okay? Okay. You need seven negative tests. Before oh. Everybody. So, <laughs> you know, if, if Gonzaga, that's what, like, Mark View is worried about. They're in the WCC tournament in Vegas, oh. staying in a, 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 in, a, in a hotel with a casino. Who knows what you're going to pick up there? So I, I think a lot of these teams are trying to be as careful as they can not to put themselves at risk. Wow. Well, that's big news. That's jarring news. It really is. And you, you, you could figure, you can imagine that you would like to think that Coach K would be a stickler for protocol uh, as much as anyone could could be and, and he probably is and and yet uh, this happens so how wow wow well that, that is a jarring that is jarring news yeah i mean it's just it, it takes away a little bit of luster you know because you well it puts well, it puts to rest you know the whole duke conversational topic right. issue you know <laughs> for sure right. but well the committee the committee at least doesn't have to worry about making the decision now bob no, and because and the other one is will be made for them by Kentucky if Kentucky right. wins exactly. the SEC tournament. And they don't. They can't. In. They don't. They can't put them in. I mean, come on. Right. Thanks. No, no. Kentucky's out unless they win the SEC tournament. The one that was made a little bit easier, Michigan State beating Michigan, made it easier. Now they're in, and that's twenty three straight NCAA tournament appearances for Tom Izzo. That's not bad, Bob. Last I checked, that's that that. That's pretty impressive in East Lansing. It was the first one the year they beat Princeton, which I saw in, in, in 90, was that 98? See, uh, but I, but that was a, Princeton was coming off beating UNLV and embarrassing them. Believe me, embarrassing them. And, uh, and Michigan State uh, beat, beat them. Uh, Billy Carmody, that wasn't Petey Carrillo, it was a Billy Carmody team. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's a tremendous run. It's a tremendous run. And remember, um, you know, and I know, but I mean, people have to remember that he did this when the, the Michigan had owned the state. Right, right. You know, we're, oh, we're, yeah. we're coming off the, 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 the residue of the Fab Four and a Michigan team that won it in 80 and, and 89. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and they were the, they dominated this. And, and Michigan State hadn't, you know, didn't no, know they after, they after Magic. After magic, it's like it never happened. They were again. good, but they weren't. Yeah, they weren't at that level. And then it, it he flipped it. But and now it's kind of flipping back. A now little. It's, it's tremendous rivalry. I mean, you know, it's it, again, you know, a tremendous uh, competition. So, so uh, what's your biggest storyline? Um, and oh, I know we've still got league tournaments to, yeah. to get through here, and um, you know, Big East tournament's going to be very interesting. You know, Villanova just went Bob from a team that had a. Chance. Oh. I feel bad for, for the kids, the two guys in question at Gillespie. Yeah, they got no shot, no shot without, uh, without Gillespie. No, no. Um, by the way, I want to, before we, you know, I want to touch 
on these Hall of Fame nominations, by the way, which include Jay Wright uh, before we leave. But anyway, I just throwing that out there. Um, my biggest storyline has got to be Gonzaga's quest to do what no one's done since 1976. And, and the pressure yeah, no that will mount with each victory. No the pressure that will mount with each victory. And, you know, you know when you're watching the other night, you see one vulnerability, obviously, they're not, I don't strike me as they're very deep. They go, you know, once you get to Watson and coming off the bench after that wonderful first five, uh, did I have much more beyond that? I don't know. They don't. They don't. That's that's kind of the one issue for me with Gonzaga is they're not as deep as a Baylor, right? They're not as deep as maybe even a Michigan when they're when they're full strength that go like a strong eight deep. Now, Gonzaga's five are better than anybody's five. We know that. Their top three are better than anybody's three. But ultimately, if you can get to their bench a little bit, if you can get them in foul trouble or something happens, um, everything kind of – could change with them. Yeah. So that's the number one storyline. The other one, obviously, to me, always not obviously, the other one for me is always, is there, who's the outlier? I, I like to think that the, a typical Final Four composition of the 20, of the last 30 years is three predictable teams and one, you know, mystery guest. Yeah. And, and, you know, who's that mystery guest, you know, with the, uh, uh, going to be? And, uh, you know, will it be one of the little guys or will it be a, a, a team in the middle of a power conference that gets hot at the right time? And there's a lot of those possibilities, of course. Of course, the Big Ten, you wouldn't even say that there, there's so many in the Big Ten that they wouldn't qualify as a mystery guest. No, nope. yeah, I mean, right down, right down, right to, almost right down to Rutgers, you know, right, right. as a, they wouldn't qualify as that mystery guest, the, the type at all, because of the Big Ten is so incredibly loaded this year. But that's the idea. Is well. there someone out there uh, that, that, uh, that, that nature of, of a team? You know who I think people aren't talking enough about is Texas. And I'm yeah. not like a huge, like, Texas, uh, you know, like, like Shaka guy. Um, Texas is, is certainly a team that, that, that is super talented. Um, they've kind of gotten their act back, uh, back together here after a couple players went at it a little bit on the court, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, about three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think certainly they're a team that, you should look at kind of coming down the stretch here because they've got experience. They've got bigs and Greg Brown and Kai Jones who are talented. Um, they've got everything you need talent wise. I'd say they're like a top five ish team in the country. Well, if they get to the final four, you know what everybody's going to say? It's, it's the hair. Yeah. yeah, Chocolate, yeah no doubt. with the hair and, and that, that unleashed everything, you know, so that'd be good. Now there, there there's so many, you know, teams like that. Uh, well, even in their own conference, Texas Tech, you know, you know that that could, that could be competition for for Baylor, but uh, um, the team. There's so many teams. There are so many. I mean, I, 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 in a Big Ten alone, you know, Iowa. What's the latest, by the way? Is Wieskamp playing? Do you know, is he hurt? I don't know if he's going to play in in the Big Ten tournament, but he he's okay. He's he, okay. You know, that, that that's a that's a very good one, two, three. You know, with Bohannon and 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 of course Luca Garza. Iowa's always a threat yeah. to me. If, he, if we, but they need Wieskamp. Uh, yeah, they, they they have to have. I mean, Wieskamp's a pro. Like he's, it's crazy to say. Luca Garza is clearly their best player, but their best pro prospect is Joe Wieskamp. You know, he's a three and D guy who can really shoot it. Um, you know, to me, he can he can defend. He's probably their best defender. So yeah, I, I mean, no question, no question. Well, I'm looking for, I love tournament week and, and uh, I've discovered some players already, you know, that, that I always like to find guys that, you know, 
you didn't know about them, you know, and it remind you of how many fun players are out there that they're never going to be pros, right. they're never right. going to be uh, even Europe, but they can play. You know, we found the, the, the little guard at uh, Mount St. Mary's. Yeah. Damien, yep. Sean Quee. Oh, boy. And he put on a show at the end yeah, of his game, yeah. you know? No, they, and, it's so much fun. I mean, conference, there's – there's, I mean, what people don't realize, this Saturday, there's like 10 teams that are going to punch their ticket. Now, there's going to be a bunch of high major games going on, too. Most of those high major games don't have that much relevance. They're, they're about seeding. But yeah. they're going to be like, literally, you, you go through it here, you know, Big Sky, Saturday, 6 o'clock at night. Big West Final. Saturday night, Conference USA, both Max, the MIAC in the afternoon, Southland, SWAC, and the WAC. They're all. Wait a minute. Now you, the, the day starts. My calendar is circled. Yeah. 11 a.m. Saturday. Yep. The America East final. Right. That's right. UMass Lowell. Hartford. Like, at Hartford. Crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm rooting for UMass Lowell. But they're, they're, carrying, they're carrying the torch for Greater Boston. If it were at UMass Lowell, I would probably go. If we're at, oh yeah, yeah. I would probably go. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Bad. I got a few more days, and I got a I got a pack this weekend, Bob, for Indy. I don't boy, that's great. No, I'm mean, I, I think it's weird, weird, is what it is. It's very, very, very strange. Well, under ordinary circumstances, you know, I would have been there, and I, you know, how I feel about Indianapolis as a as as a site. It should be the permanent site. You know, so um, I, I, I'm, I'm, but I'll be disappointed. I, I am disappointed that maybe next year, 2022. Anyway, so. All right. Well, listen. Uh, sorry for my 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 Duke. Well, that's a shame. You threw me off a little bit during the pod, but we have breaking news during the pod. There's nothing oh, wrong. With that. I know, and very disturbing news on yeah. on on several fronts. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Folks, we'll, we'll, we'll reconvene next week. We'll do it uh, probably while I'm in Indy in the morning. We'll, we'll try to find a time next week. And, and uh, I think it'll be more, listen, for the next few weeks, Bob, uh, we will turn this more into a college basketball uh, NCAA tournament podcast. We'll, 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 we'll talk about some NBA stuff as well, but uh, that's the beauty of both of us is whatever it is basketball-wise, whatever level, uh, we'll talk about it. So. Thanks for joining us, uh, the Ryan and Goodman podcast. We will see you next week.